Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Rafu Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Rav Amitai ben Shoshana and Shaul ben Mirta. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Vayeshev will never be enough. Our Parsha begins with Yaakov Avinu settling down in the city of Hebron with his four wives and twelve children. The Pasuk writes that Yaakov loved Yosef, the Bechar, the firstborn of his favorite wife, Rachel, more than the rest. He even made him a unique colored coat to signify his love and fondness for the young child. At night, Yosef would dream of his brothers bowing down to him, and he told his brothers about these dreams in the morning and their part in it. Yosef's persistent nagging and special treatment from their father infuriated his brothers and caused them to hate him with a vengeance. Once while his brothers were away tending their sheep, Yaakov requested that Yosef go see how his brothers were doing. So Yosef went on his way to go find his brothers. And when the brothers saw Yosef approaching, they were enraged by his presence and decided to kill him. Reuven, the firstborn, however, implored them not to kill him and instead throw him into a pit nearby. He said this because in his mind, his plan was to return there later and save the young child, save Yosef. When Yosef arrived, his brothers immediately took off his special coat and threw him into a pit. Yehuda then decided to sell him to an Arab caravan heading to Egypt who sold him to Potiphar, Parish chief butcher. Meanwhile, the brothers dipped Yosef's special and unique coat into animal's blood and brought it to Yaakov and told him that Yosef was eaten by a wild beast. Yaakov ripped his clothing and began to mourn for his beloved son. However, when his sons or daughters tried to comfort him, he ignored them and refused to be comforted. Meanwhile, in Egypt, Yosef was highly successful in all that he did because God, because Hashem was with him. So seeing his success, Potiphar, Paris chief butcher, put Yosef in charge of his whole household and all of his businesses. However, a question comes to mind. When the Torah writes that Potiphar put Yosef in charge of his household and businesses, it adds one exception. The Pasuk says, He left all that he had in Yosef's hands except for the food that he ate. Why does the Pasuk, which is usually very clear and concise, add except the food that he ate? What is the Pasuk trying to imply and what is the Pasuk trying to hint to? Rashi Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki, the leading commentary on the Torah, answers this question by explaining how people spoke back then. He quotes the Medrash that when Potiphar put Yosef in charge of everything but the food that he ate, he was referring to his wife, for she was the one who understood his taste and cooked his food. Rashi explains that the Pasuk implies that Potiphar had total and complete confidence in Yosef to run all his businesses and his household, and therefore Potiphar placed him in control of everything except for his marriage, obviously. Ironically, when Yosef was falsely accused by his wife, Potiphar believed the lie rather than his most trustworthy and honest servant. However, the Ibn Ezra, the famous Spanish rabbi Rev. Avram ben Meir Ibn Ezra, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that Yosef was in charge of everything except the food because he did not believe in their gods and because he was a Jew. And therefore, he was not allowed to touch or deal with Potiphar's food. As the Torah details at the end of next week's Parsha, 
כי לא יוכלן המצרים לאכול עשר עברים לחם, כי סובה היא למצרים. The Egyptians could not dine with the Jewish people, with the Hebrews, since it was an abomination to the Egyptians. The Ibn Ezra explains that even when Yosef became viceroy of Egypt, second to the king himself, the Egyptians still did not eat with him. Because regardless of how much Yosef seemed to be like them, he was not one of them. And he would never be Egyptian enough to become one of their people. This lesson is ever more relevant as we approach Hanukkah, the holiday of light. Just like the Maccabees stood up and went against those who tried to assimilate into the Greek culture, we need to fight assimilation. And we do this by educating ourselves on our mission to this world, to be a beacon of light to the rest of the nations. But we must also realize that we will never be assimilated enough to become one of them. In our daily life, it is so important to remember that each one of us was created and placed on this earth for a unique mission. Our purposes are not the same and neither are the journeys to accomplishing them. The outcome and result of trying to be like everyone but ourselves is never making an actual difference. However, looking at others for inspiration can motivate and help us find our unique and true identity. There's an amazing quote that I love. It is better to be hated for what you are than to be loved for what you are not. Have a great weekend, good Shabbos, and a happy Hanukkah. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.